0: Did you know that you are subjected to over 700,000 toxic chemicals every single day? 700,000 in just your everyday life. I'm going to level with you from the get-go. This podcast is likely to overwhelm and frustrate you. There is a chance you'll just want to put your hands over your ears and say, la, 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 please stop. Because today's podcast is all about toxins. And toxins are everywhere so this podcast is an eye-opener to say the least but here's the reality you have to hear this you need someone to tell it to you straight toxins are putting a huge burden on your body toxicity from these toxins are the reason that you keep getting sick all the time you have brain fog you have stomach issues your hormones are in balance and you keep gaining weight today is part two of Get the Funk Out, how to balance your hormones and detox with Dr. Peter Kozlowski. We dig into how toxins damage cells, where we're getting these toxins and the best way to help your body detox. Dr. Koz tells it like it is, and he even covers some very controversial topics like electrical energy, heavy metal toxicity, supplementation protocols, and a lot more. And he calls out some of these big industries that have been feeding you a bunch of lies. If you're tired and toxic, you need to hear this. It's all today on the Healthy Harmony podcast. Hey friend, welcome to the Healthy Harmony podcast, simple holistic wellness for women. I'm your host, Jennifer Pickett, dietitian turned functional medicine health coach. When it comes to your well-being, do you know what to do? but have a hard time actually doing it? Have you sacrificed your own health for the sake of taking care of everyone else? Are you tired and overwhelmed? But also, are you looking for answers ready to take a small step? Holistic wellness doesn't have to be time consuming or overly complicated. In this podcast, you will discover simple tips to help you take control of your overall wellness. I want to help you make a shift from knowing what to do to actually doing it. If you are ready to feel better, make healthier decisions, address the obstacles standing in your way, and live a life of freedom and harmony, my friend, you're in the right place you still have access to the holiday survival guide in favorite things list. The survival guide helps you beat stress, combat cravings and stay joyful during the season. And I added a favorite things list. These are some of my favorite health related items that I just love. I've included links and discount codes. And there's one more thing nestled in that survival guide and favorite things list. And it's a discounted link to purchase a one hour coaching session with me for a limited time. I'm allowing you guys to go ahead and purchase that session now. And all of my sessions are virtual by the way, but you purchase that session now and you don't have to book that session until January, 2023. So if you've been considering a health coaching session, you know you need that one-on-one support, now is the time. And you can access all of that by going to bit.ly forward slash 2022 healthy holiday. Again, that's bit.ly forward slash 2022 healthy holiday. Dr. Peter Kozlowski joins us again. And uh, just as a reminder, he is a functional medicine doctor with a background in family practice. Uh, He has trained with leaders in his field like Dr. Mark Hyman, Dr. Susan Blum, and his expertise is truly gut health and toxicity. I love the way he explains things. He uh, currently works with patients online and in person. He has two offices one in Chicago, Illinois, and one in Bozeman, Montana. And he is the author of two books, Unfunk Your Gut and the recently released Get the Funk Out. Both of those are absolutely fantastic. And I'm excited to finish the conversation today. All right, Dr. Codds, welcome back. I'm so glad you're back today. How are you?
1: I'm doing good. Thank you so much for having me again.
0: I loved our last conversation um, and we really highlighted uh, hormone imbalance, what that looks like in the body. We, You really did a great job of unpacking the adrenal glands. And I think that is something that has not necessarily been uh, on people's radar. So I love how you explain that. You dug into thyroid function, which is very important. Most people don't really have a good understanding outside of their doctor telling them, no, I checked your thyroid and it's normal. So. I like how you went into the, the really the testing aspect of both the thyroid and the adrenal glands. Of course, I'm going to remind all of our listeners, if you want the details, you have to buy the book. And yes, you will understand the book. It is perfect for that layperson who is just like, hey, I need to take control of my health and I cannot depend on doctors. So this book is for you. It is called Get the Funk Out, a functional medicine guide to balance your hormones and detox. So there's so much good stuff. We didn't get to cover it all last time. So we're just continuing today. And um, I want us to really dig into hormones and toxins. You alluded to toxins on the last podcast. So what are some of, how do uh, toxins affect our hormones?
1: So toxins affect our hormones but also in all of our cells in different ways and so um i go through the exact pathway in the book a few different times but to keep things simple basically toxins damage our cells. it starts with causing mitochondrial damage and when the mitochondria are damaged then the cells don't work properly and then the cells stop working properly so if we Extrapolate that to the hormones. If you've got toxins building up in some of your hormone glands, like your ovaries or your testes, um, or your pancreas or your thyroid, those cells are dying, more or less, for lack of a better word. Their their function is being altered because there's these exogenous substances in there that are creating cell damage. So it all kind of comes down to cellular damage as to why. Um, these toxins are affecting our bodies so much, but I'm seeing personally, um, effects on the immune system, on the nervous system, on the cardiovascular system. Uh, one of my favorite stories in the book is in in the chapter on heavy metals. I had worked with a gentleman who came into me on three blood pressure medications. Um, his doctor was basically out of options he worked within the automotive industry, which that's the one probably profession with mechanics or automotive that um, I'm really, really finding pretty much always heavy metals. So he came in as a last resort and we found a bunch of lead in his body and and the levels were very high. I told him, I think this is going to take at least a year to get this lead out. Um, in the meantime, he made a recommittal just to being more strict with his diet, to doing some intermittent fasting, to doing more exercising. And his goal was to see if we could get off of any of the blood pressure meds, or at least prevent him from needing more because his cardiologist was like, we're literally out of options if your blood pressure keeps going higher. So we did the heavy metal testing and we found a large amount of lead. And we detoxed him for six months, tested again. The levels were lower. He was down already to two medications, I believe. And based on his levels, I said, let's detox for another six months. And we got the levels down to pretty close to zero. And when he came back, it had been a little bit over a year. He was now completely off of his blood pressure medicine. And his cardiologist, we never told the cardiologist what we were doing. The cardiologist was, I think, just very proud that he got off of his blood pressure meds. Um, But we didn't really talk about the fact that we were getting the heavy metals out of his body. Um, So it's not just hormones where they cause cellular damage. Um, When somebody comes to me for dementia prevention, for osteoporosis prevention, um, for pre-pregnancy planning, Um, it's almost the first place I'm starting is heavy metals, um, to get those out of our body because that, that, that's a major problem that regular medicine has with this whole discussion is, is, um, what level actually causes disease right there there's not set guidelines like there is with like blood pressure that like if you're 110 over 70 you're good if you're 120 over 80 it's a little borderline if you're 140 over 90 okay now you have hypertension if you go over 170 now it's it's like a hypertensive emergency so they have all these guidelines You know, even with like something like obesity, all right, if your BMI is 25, you're overweight. If you're 30, you're obese. If you're 40, you're morbidly obese. That's not the way it works with toxins. And I think that's one of the areas that regular medicine struggles with. So what that means is when I test someone for mold or heavy metals or glyphosate, I could have a patient who has a level of 60, which is a very high elevation, and they don't even know it. They have no symptoms. But then I could take a patient with a level of nine and they have low testosterone from it. And so that's where I think one of like it's it's not we, they haven't found patterns yet into how to group this so they can present it the way they present everything else we're taught in medical school. Um, my experience is, is that, you know, they, at the end of and then they try to come up with what are normal levels, like what's the normal level of glyphosate that you should have in your body? That's completely insane. Like the the, the normal that doesn't
0: even make sense. We, we should have level
1: any. <laughs> of is zero. Like same thing with lead or mercury or mold toxins. All these things that I'm finding in people, you know, the, the EPA is coming out with these normal levels, and and that's just not true. There is no normal, okay? and, and that gets to a basis of what functional medicine is. Is that it's individualized. That you know. I'm I'm not going to tell someone that their lead level of 10 is not a problem because, you know, most people don't have symptoms till they're at 30 like that. This stuff in general, we don't have set normals. Like we don't know how much of this should have been in our body. But I'm pretty sure if if we had that data, the answer would be zero because there'd be enough people who have disease from even small levels that the answer really should be zero. But then, everything in our environment would fall apart because everything in our environment is basically a a toxin.
0: It really is. So let's go there. Where are we getting these toxins from?
1: So the most common one that I don't have to, like there's one thing that I would test everybody for that I, nothing I would hear need to hear nothing in your history. And that would be the heavy metals. And so the two that I see over and over and over are lead and mercury and lead is an airplane exhaust. I think they've tried to get most of it out, but for example, the highest level of lead I've ever seen was a airport mechanic at O'Hare, a norm quote unquote, normal level of lead is less than one. And he was over 140, um, from working at O'Hare for 20 something years. Um, so lead, they used to make pipes out of it. So a lot of, for people that are living in old cities that, you know, we don't know what the pipes are made of. Um, those are two big ones, mercury. Um, and then lead was in paint. So a lot of these pa- houses painted, you know, it, it could be found in like canned foods and just some of the regular foods you're eating. Um, mercury fish is probably the most common source um basically mercury and but it's also fruits vegetables etc because mercury gets in the air from coal burning plants and then it settles in the oceans it settles on our soil and then the um animals that we're eating absorb it and then we're getting it from them um Another, and unfortunately, everything with this discussion comes with controversy that tr- people that are traditionally trained are going to be very offended by these things. Sure. Sure. Um, but I'm just sharing my experience of, of, of what I've worked with. So a, a very controversial one is, is mercury dental fillings. Um, if you read online, you could kind of basically convince yourself if you've ever had a mercury filling that you have huge levels of mercury in your body. That's actually not been the case in my practice. I test lots of people who have had lots of mercury fillings and they don't have any mercury in their body. Um, I actually, what I have seen the greater risk is people who have had mercury fillings and then had them replaced by like a non-organic dentist, by a dentist that didn't really follow the sterile procedures. And I'm not a, a dentist, but in my book, I give a website of where to find like an organic dentist, but I've seen a much higher correlation when, because on my intake paperwork, people before they see me, it's asked, have you ever had mercury fillings? And then in this, it also asks, have you ever had them replaced? So I would say it's a much higher odd that you're going to test positive for mercury, um, when you've had them replaced most likely and appropriately. but. Also, I don't know. It's, I I forget the years. It's been two or three years, but they found like 200 or 400 times the amount of mercury in organic Gerber baby food. In two, it was was like 2020 or 2021. So that's at a time where we're already supposedly conscious about this toxic environment. So I can only imagine what it was like 40 years ago or 50 years ago in, in the non organic stuff. Um, So then fruits and vegetables, I think one of the craziest things that I've seen is I've also seen pretty high levels of cesium and thallium, which are toxic metals that are used in the oil industry. Um, They basically, my understanding is that they create radioactive water to help get oil out of the ground. And cesium and thallium are the chemicals or toxins that they put in that water to help get the oil out. Well, that water, they don't want to just lose it, so they sell it. And guess who's buying it is farms experiencing droughts, um, specifically in California is where some of the research I studied or I, I quoted from. Uh, but the even worse part is, is that a farm can still be called organic if it's using oil water to water their crops. Um, so like the highest levels, the way I learned this is I had a seven year old with OCD behavior Um, which when I'm working with anything neurologic, I'm always looking at toxins and he came back with the highest levels of cesium and thallium I had seen, but his family had also basically had him on an AIP diet since he was born. Like he had never eaten processed foods. He only ate fruits and vegetables. He didn't, I asked him like if he went to a birthday party and somebody offered him a cheeseburger, he would ask for broccoli. It was a very aggressive diet, and yet this, you know, what you would think is the best kind of diet, and he had the highest levels of cesium and thallium I had seen. Oh, Um, goodness. So that, it's really unavoidable. And then there's the whole glyphosate discussion, which I get into a little bit, the history of glyphosate and and its use. Um, But like a national news article said that um, they found – glyphosate in 85% of urine samples. Um, My practice, I'm pretty sure it's 100%. I don't know. It's somewhere between 95% to 100% of people that I test for are testing positive for glyphosate. And I'm working with people that have reverse osmosis filters on people that um, have been eating organic for six, seven years. I'm not working with... um, you know, people that aren't already conscious about this stuff and they're still testing positive for it. So, um, my understanding is, is that there's a lot of farms that are organic that are next door to farms that are spraying, um, glyphosate. Well, that glyphosate seeps in the water and then crosses over. So now you've got organic farms that have glyphosate in the water. Um, so the main thing, like when you start reading about glyphosate, most of what they talk about is cancer and they did settle the largest lawsuit in the history of america a couple years ago now that was i believe it was 10 billion dollars to eighty thousand people who had cancer my argument is is that glyphosate is not just a problem for cancer but it contributes to estrogen dominance it contributes to hashimoto's it contributes to your adrenal glands being messed up it's then it, your liver doesn't detox as well. So again, it, it's all connected And that analogy that I think I've used in both books about us having a bucket and filling that bucket with all these different toxins. That's what we're really trying to look at in functional medicine is get all these, these things out so people don't develop these diseases.
0: It's so, it can be very overwhelming. So, um, the other the other aspect yeah. I want us to dive into is when it comes to what we're using on a daily basis. Like you covered the food and how and and how that can play a very key role. Some of the environmental toxins. What about those personal care products, like things that we use on a daily basis? What are some of the things that you're looking for that uh, are toxic to the body?
1: So. It's basically everything that we're using, and and so what that means is is that that is your cleaning products, that is your deodorant, that is your toothpaste, that is your shower water. When you heat up the water, there's more chemicals released from it. Um, That's the toys that your dogs chew. That's the bottles that your kids drink from. It's your uh, couches and tables and chairs that are covered in flame retardants, It is your memory foam mattress, which most memory foam mattresses, they found over 80 different chemicals in them. It's the fact that you have your Wi-Fi router sitting on the other side of your bed. Um, it's the 5G towers that they're putting up outside your window. It's the electric lines. Um, it's it's this endless, constant onslaught that's coming from every direction, unfortunately. Um, the best resource that I think for people that's free is the environmental working group um, EWG.org. So I I mentioned EWG.org a number of times in the book and what I'd say most people, if they haven't heard of that website, they should become very familiar with it. But it is um, the EWG.org are what people might have heard from them is that they created the, the Dirty Dozen and the Clean 15. So a lot of people are familiar with the Dirty Dozen are the, the, food, the 12 foods every year that are the most toxic, highest in pesticides, herbicides. And then there's the Clean 15, which are the cleanest foods, which usually avocados are at the top of that list. But so EWG has been putting out a new list like that every year. Well, you can also go on to EWG.org and start typing in your makeup and your foundation and your lipstick and, uh, what you're using to straighten your hair or curl your hair, et cetera. And they give you toxicity ratings on all these different products. Um, I just reminded one, I think one of the, the sickest, I mean, there's so many just crazy things when you get into this world, but. Uh, one of the most shocking when I was writing the book is when it comes to bath and beauty products, there is zero government regulation on these products. The government has basically given up and just said, you guys regulate yourselves. So it, it literally, they're relying on the companies that are being sold for billions of dollars and one's making the next one and then they're buying it. And, and they're just telling these companies to regulate themselves. So which
0: is awful, because I think we're seeing this. It's always and I I try to explain this to folks. It is always profit over people. So there is never a consideration of, hey, what's going to be really good for someone? Uh, No, it's always profit over people. What are the cheapest, you know, ingredients we can use? It is very, very eye opening. Um, Are there any other ones that you wanted to allude to?
1: I think that the that one that's very trendy in the news, and this again might offend some people, but I just think I, I'm just creating awareness, and, and people can do with it what they want. But um, I do get into a little bit of blurb about electric energy and electric vehicles, and so and I, and I compare it to the glyphosate story. So that's how I connect the two. Is that for thirty years, the glyphosate conversation was is that you know, the Monsanto along with the government was finding ways to prove that glyphosate was safe and that this was better for our environment because we're going to get more food. Well, now we're being pushed down our throats, um, that electric energy is the only way to go. Well, when you start digging into some of the research, for example, and there's a couple ways that I looked at it is the actual extraction of lithium. Um, it, there, it's it's being extracted from places like Tibet, South America, and now they've got huge products in Nevada, um, and North Carolina. Well, when you hear the reports from like Tibet, where there's been stories going back years that all their crop are dying, all their animals are floating around dead. Um, in South America, there's all the the there's just all this waste, and then the biggest thing for people. Um, That correlates to another trend we went through is the veganism trend. And and veganism became very famous because there was these Netflix documentaries that argued against the amount of water that was being used to farm cattle. There's more water being used to farm lithium batteries than it is cattle. But then the same people that are going vegan to save water are the ones that are driving electric vehicles. And... (laughs)
0: I think that is so eye opening. I mean, because again, we have these these messages being shoved down our throat. Uh, So that's very that's very interesting. The the water aspect
1: that's the biggest one. I think people should be aware of about. I mean, and I assume hopefully one day there will be a Netflix documentary. So then everybody gets worried about the amount of water being used for lithium batteries. Another component of lithium batteries is cobalt. Cobalt is found in the ground in Africa. Guess who's pulling that out? Children not using any protective wear, um, where cobalt just touching it destroys your cells and destroys your skin. Um, there's the wind farms. That's another one that actually a patient taught me who was from Wyoming. These these windmills that you see all over the country, when they're no longer useful or when they're break, they're not recyclable. They, they can't do anything with them. And they're the size of like Boeing planes.
0: They're huge. So,
1: There are farms in Iowa, Wyoming, and one other state, I think maybe South Dakota, they're massive like graveyards of these things that will never destruct. And and so, but this is being promoted as clean energy. And then in like England, another problem with these lithium batteries is that they're not recyclable. Like these lithium batteries are exploding they use the same kind of machinery that they use to to work with nuclear bombs that they use to help try to break down these lithium batteries when they're done with them. So that and, and that's, you know, it's obviously it's controversial because I'm not like against green energy. My argument is just that, you know, kind of what, what we got started on is just that, you know, at the end of the day, there's a lot of people, if you look at the amount of money that was invested and made into lithium farming and electric energy over the last couple of years, there's a lot of people that have a lot of money that are going to have a lot of influence over the, the a number of years. And that's the same thing that happened with glyphosate and Monsanto. Yeah. Um, so that's one where, and I, I don't judge people like we're being fed this information. It's being fed to us as this is the only way to save the planet um, global warming and we have to stop it and this is the way out, but then we're not really talking about what, you know, nothing comes without side effects. Um, so, yeah, I don't want to paint just doom and gloom, but it's when you get <laughs> so, into environmental medicine, it's tough. I mean, it really it, is. It, it
0: really is. And I know what you see and there's that level of frustration because you see the the level of struggle that people are having and how very toxic they are. So for the person who's listening, who says, Oh, wow. Like, Oh, like, Oh, uh, I had no idea. Like, okay. And they're so overwhelmed with this information. They know they're using their, some toxic products. They just really haven't gotten there yet in their health journey. Where should they start?
1: Very easy. Sleep, poop, and drink half your body weight in water. Love it. So When we're talking about toxins, all these toxins that we've been talking about, they are fat soluble. So that means when they enter our body through our skin, through our gut, through our lungs, we absorb them. They will stay in our fat tissues. They will stay in our bones, in our our reproductive organs. What the liver does is make them water soluble. So the liver breaks down these toxins. So then once they're water soluble, you pee, poop, and sweat them out. So what's the basic stuff that everybody should be doing every day is making sure you're moving your bowels every day. If you're not pooping every day, then you're reabsorbing these toxins you're being exposed to. If you're just drinking coffee all day and you're not hydrating with water, same deal. You're not peeing this stuff out. If you're not exercising, if you're not doing sauna and you're not sweating, you're not helping your body's ability to detox. And then if you're not sleeping just restoring i mean all day long you're being attacked by these toxins sleep is when your livers restoring and preparing for the next day so if you're not sleeping that's another way you're going to stop your detox so there's very 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 simple things to do that people shouldn't overlook the other stuff just take your time with it you know start reading labels start using environmentalworkinggroup.org and looking up, you know, your favorite deodorant or your favorite lipstick. Um, in my book, I go over, you know, what, what to watch out for when you're buying plastic, what kind of labels should not be there, what kind of, um, cookware to use that you're cooking on, um, how to filter your water, um, how to test your home for mold. So you there's really, unfortunately, with somebody's history, it's very, very rare to be able to predict how bad their levels are. And and, and unfortunately, people that have been being very clean for years still have these things left over. So you, you can start with the basics of sleeping, eating, drinking, pooping, um, and then start, you know, eliminating some of the more toxic products and go one by one. It's obviously going to take time. You're not going to be able to fix it overnight. Um, and then find yourself a functional medicine doctor who is comfortable with toxin testing. So they should know how to test you for heavy metals. They should know how to test you for glyphosate. They should know how to test you for mold for the non metal toxins. Um, so, cause not every functional medicine doctor is comfortable with this stuff. And yeah. then I would say my last pet peeve and thing is don't, uh, and no offense, I mean, it's going to offend some people, but don't get suckered into just buying a detox product. There's a lot of people out there on Instagram and Facebook and whatever website people use that are talking about the toxic environment. And then here, buy my special blend. You know, you take this one for six months and then you take our next product for six months and then you'll be clean. That stuff might help it might not. What you really need to know if you're going to invest money in any of this is invest money in the testing. Find out if this stuff's actually in your body. We're all very different. Some of us are lucky. Some of us are very unlucky. So we're all exposed the same, but we don't have the same levels. So you can end up getting suckered into spending a lot of money on, on something that you might, maybe never even needed to deal with. So you know, do the simple stuff and then get the right testing done. And and I, I explain each type of test, what lab to use in my book.
0: So, so good. So good. Because, you know, it's just, it is, it's overwhelming and people don't know where to start. So I, that that is what I often recommend is you can't change everything at once, but you start with that mindfulness. Hey, I need to, I know there's something going on with my body. I know I need to clean some things up. Where can I start? And I think personal care products is always a great place to start changing things out one at a time, two at a time and using that. I really do love that environmental working group Um, and they have an app, the AWG Healthy Living app. Um, I'll tell you, uh, just as an interesting side note, um, we had been on this journey of trying to clean things up and using, you know, uh, cleaner products. One of the last things that I had not looked at, this is probably about two years ago, had not looked at my makeup. Cause I just, yeah I'm like, it's fine. It can't be that big of a deal. You know, it's, yeah, it's my makeup. And I wanted to be able to go to certain stores and get makeup and just, you know, get the best. Well, I started analyzing that and I was shocked. Absolutely shocked how filthy, how toxic my makeup was. And so that just led me on a journey of choosing better products. But again, once your eyes are opened And now I feel so much better knowing, okay, I'm making a good decision on what I'm putting on my face, my hair, you know, what we're cleaning with, et cetera. So it does make a very big difference.
1: And it starts just simply as just awareness, like you said, because you you use this stuff because you walk into Walgreens or CVS and it's just all over the place, right? Right, right. The sunscreen and all the different products. And why would you think that, you know, it would be allowed to... That there's some kind of like cancerous or hormone disrupting poison that's being sold as like an anti aging cream or as like you know the right type of lotion for your eczema when when it's just like releasing poison into your body you, you don't think of that you wouldn't suspect that that's what our world would be but. You know that there is no regulation on it. They're told to regulate themselves, and and whenever a product gets, it basically it usually I think happens that if the product gets banned in Europe first, and then America has to follow because in Europe they actually do do some oversight on those products. But yeah, it's stuff that you don't know. Like, and there's different studies that I've seen, but it's most of them. It's the average woman is exposed to over a hundred toxins before leaving the house, my and goodness. and and I go yeah. through my wife Mackenzie's just routine from going to bed to finishing breakfast and going outside. And it's like for a lot of people, I think just that it's like you wouldn't. I would have never known it if I didn't get exposed to functional medicine and then just start digging deep in this because this is stuff that isn't openly talked about.
0: Yeah, it's really not. So thank you so much for coming on and just kind of opening up our eyes. Um, It's such a big, huge topic. And I think for the average person, it's a very, very overwhelming topic. So I th- you have a great way of breaking things down, explaining things in a manner to where we can understand it. So that's what I just deeply appreciate. I highly recommend you guys get the book. It is fantastic. Uh, so tell uh, tell our listeners where they can learn more about you, your practice, the book, etc.
1: My website, doc-cause.com, doc-koz.com. There's our contact info. Um, I have a social media Instagram page, doc underscore cause, but I, I'm not very active on that. Um, my my books are they're both on the front page of my website. They're on Amazon. If you Google my name or uh, you could get it at Barnes and Noble, your local bookstore can order it. They're probably not going to have it in stock. The biggest thing about my books is that the funk is spelled with a C. At my practice, we used to say that we put the funk in functional medicine. So my first book is Unfunk Your Gut with a C. The second book is Get the Funk Out with a C. And that's for putting the funk in functional medicine.
0: Love it. Love it. Dr. Kaz, thank you for joining us today. I really appreciate it.
1: I I appreciate it as well. Thank you for having me.
0: Okay. Deep breath, my friend. Deep breath. That is a lot of information. And let's be honest it's very overwhelming but remember my role here is to help you overcome the overwhelm you simply cannot change everything at once first you just have to become mindful and aware and dr cause did a good job of that today just pointing out everywhere that you can get these toxins now I can help you take that personalized approach and really evaluate where you should start because it's so overwhelming, but let me tell you, every step in the right direction helps. So don't forget to download that holiday survival guide and favorite things list because in that, you have the discounted link to purchase a one hour uh, virtual session with me and schedule that for the month of January. This is for those of you who have said, hey, enough is enough. I cannot do this on my own. I need some one-on-one support. So be sure and take advantage of that limited time offer. This is the last podcast of 2022. My hope and prayer for you is that you will take some downtime, somehow in the middle of the chaos and the craziness, that you will take a little bit of downtime to just rest and relax to do something for yourself, for your complete health, body, mind, and soul. So I want to wish you a Merry Christmas. I'll see you next year. Bye, friend.